Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Convention Center at Tribe Fest presented by KeyBank. This is Tribe Talk. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhouse. We've had a fantastic time here all day seeing so many Tribe fans come on through the gates. And if you're still out and about and you have an opportunity to get down here to Tribe Fest, it's just so much fun seeing all the players and front office folks. We had a chance to talk with Terry Francona. If you're coming on down, it's uh, it's just an awesome time to get you geared up for the 2018 baseball season. Now joining us to kick things off, our leadoff hitter tonight, it is Mike Chernoff, Indians general manager. Mike, how we been? I'm great. You know what? I'm watching Cody Allen on a nearly full-size baseball field striking out <laughs> five-year-old kids, and I'm feeling really good about the season I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, the competition <laughs> not as high as big league talent, but uh, Cody's doing a nice job there. Little PFP right there, too. He just threw it over to first base. That's right. This is pre-spring training, spring training, winter training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike, I know that uh, talking to a lot of the players and Terry Francona, even Carl Willis had a chance to talk with him. I know it's cool for the fans to come down here to get excited for Tribe Baseball, but for, for you guys, it has to be neat and it has to be almost a reinforcement for you guys to see how much Tribe Baseball means for people of Northeast Ohio. I mean, it probably sinks into you guys too, right? Oh, it's tremendous to see this type of support. I mean, it, you know, I've been coming each of the past four or five years, and it seems like it's growing every year. Uh, when you come out to a great venue like this and you just see the buzz surrounding the team, it's really exciting. What to you has stood out over this offseason from a, an MLB standpoint? Not just you guys, but the overwhelming thing we've heard is slow. Is that how you guys have viewed it as well or no? Yeah, I mean, you know, we so our big need going into the offseason where we, feel, where we felt like we needed to fill the spot was at first base. And as soon as Carlos Santana moved on and signed with another team, we tried to fill that hole pretty quickly. So we signed Yonder Alonso. And you uh, did fairly quickly after it. We did. That's yeah. right. As soon as he signed, we kind of moved on, brought in Yonder, felt great about what he can bring to the team. So from in terms of the things that we were looking at, that part wasn't slow. As I look up and see the amount of guys that are still out there, I can't remember a time in the 15 years I've been in the game where it's moved at this pace. You know, you get a lot of questions about why, what's leading to it. I couldn't tell you, but it is moving slowly for sure. Yeah. It's something we've seen throughout baseball. I know a lot of Tribe fans or people that call my show, they'll say, Nick, what's going on with this season? I try to tell them, I, I know we get sucked into the microscope that is just kind of following the Indians, but if you look throughout baseball, this is something we've seen throughout. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got, you know, five or, or nearly ten of the top-tier free agents still out on the market, which on January 20th is a pretty crazy thing to yeah, think about. Yeah, uh, Indians general manager Mike Chernoff is our guest. We're live at TriFest, the Cleveland Convention Center. How about this place? This is awesome. <laughs> this is great. What a great play. I mean, our, you know what? Our players look excited for it. They are. You can see them getting into it, whether it's on the field or in some of the sessions they have. This is an awesome place. Yeah, it really has been a great spot to host this event. I know a lot of people are excited to, to be here. Tribe fans getting ready 
for the 2018 season. For you guys, you mentioned Santana. There are a couple of other losses. People think about Jay Bruce. You think about uh, Brian Shaw. We've had a lot of your, your bullpen guys up here that have mentioned Shaw and maybe how underappreciated he was. That'll be a loss, Mike, but there's going to be some guys maybe here to fill that spot, right? I'm guessing if you had Tito up here before, he was talking about it too because he, he had him up in the it. pen just about every <laughs> game. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? It's a huge loss to fill. It's a guy who not only pitched the eighth inning exceptionally well for a number of years, but was so resilient with his arm, was able to pitch whenever needed. He was kind of a staff saver in addition to being a huge part of the bullpen. Um, as we look forward, look, you can't bring every free agent back, right? We know that that's the reality. Every team goes through that. And I think what we try to do is have a multi-year approach to team building. So uh, while we lose him, we still have Cody Allen and Andrew Miller at the back end of our bullpen. We infused a couple of guys last year uh, that hadn't made an impact before that, Tyler Olson, Nick Goody. Um, you know, we'll have to rely on some of those young players or some of our more established guys, Zach McAllister, Dan Otero, to step into his shoes and try to fill that role. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but I think we know as we look ahead, you can't just hang on to the guys that you had in the past. Saying that, Mike, we were talking with Tito about this. The one thing he did say was there isn't that much uncertainty, though. Like a lot of times people will ask me going into spring training, hey, what are the competitions? There's not that many jobs that are up for the taking, and most times that's a good thing, right? You don't want too much uncertainty. That's right. I think that's a really good thing. It's a sign of uh, having a really good group of players and having some continuity on the team. Um, and, you know, from a front office standpoint, as we think about roster composition, we feel that way moving forward even beyond this year, too. You know, we've got uh, nearly all of our starting rotation intact through 2020. We've got a lot of the young players, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, our catchers, uh, Bradley Zimmer, guys like that who are going to be around for four, five, potentially six years. Um, so I think we feel really good about the continuity and foundation of this team. Mike, uh, our, our producer back at uh, the flagship control, he works with Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus a lot. Mots, he, he does a fantastic job all along the Indians radio network. He was wondering if you guys will have a highlight as, as big as this one this year. Take a listen. Just between us and all the people listening, Dad had any phone calls lately? Who's he trying to get? Because he won't tell us. Can you? He's trying to um, get Lindor to play for seven more years. <laughs> the best one out there, oh. Yeah, okay. We better not talk anymore, Brody. <laughs> well, that was one of the highlights, uh, at least oh, for, on, awesome. the, on the radio side of things. Oh, that was man. something that was hilarious. We wanted to bring that back up to you because last spring, uh, your son Brody got in the radio booth with Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus and... Uh, he had some fun, and uh, I know you had some fun with it too, Mike. It's funny that my prep sheet for today said Brody Chernoff's media schedule, and I just figured it was a mistake, but maybe you guys were asking for him. He gives you way more than I give he you. He does give me a lot of information. He gives us a lot more. That's right. No, that was – you could hear me in the back kind of screaming a little bit there. That was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That, is, that's, that, that to me is one of the highlights of spring training to hear that. Hopefully everyone with kids Your understands doing well. how that can He's happen. doing good. He's doing great. Yeah, yeah, he will not be doing any media appearances anytime soon. But he's doing awesome otherwise, yeah. A lot of people still bring that up to me. They're like, we got to get a scoop from the GM's son. That's how you do it. That's how Forget the, the insiders that that, uh, that follow the club. Well, Mike, uh, going in now to 2018, you guys have a lot of expectations. I know internally, but also externally, there's a lot of people feeling like you guys bring it back your core. You've got this star-studded pitching staff. Um, I know it's something you feel confident in, too, as well. I think we feel really confident in the group of players that we have. I also think you start at zero every season, and it's baseball season is really hard. You think back to last year, 
we felt so good coming off of that 2016 season, getting to Game 7 of the World Series, signing Edwin, uh, and yet still we were 48-45 and 45 on July 20th, half a game point. up on the Twins. The, what happened last year with a 102-win season and a 22-game win streak, that wasn't inevitable. And I think it's always important when you get to spring training to recognize that the team has to come together in a new way every year, and that's a process to do that. Last year it took us half a season to do it. You always hope to kind of jumpstart that a little bit earlier, but this, it, nothing is inevitable. It's not easy, and the guys have to really grind it out to make sure that we can achieve a, a, up to our potential. Like, it's hard to believe spring training is less than a month away. I mean, once that calendar flips to the first of the year, things just fly by. Spring training will be here before you know it. You guys will open out on the West Coast at the end of March. But is, is time flying for you as quickly, or has it been a slower off season? Well, it's been slower than the 16 off season for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, we went so deep in 16, uh, and the market moved a little bit quicker. It's definitely been slow on that front. But when we have events like this, one of the coolest parts is that our guys all come in a day or two early, yeah. and they come down, they start working out. We see them in the batting cages and stuff like that. You see these guys ready to go, and it kind of that fire starts burning yeah. where we're all ready to go. Uh, plus, you know, 20 degrees and snowy out every day. So, <laughs> but you know, we're looking forward to it for sure. Mike, listen, we really appreciate you stopping by. Yep. We'll see you in uh, less than a month down in, uh, in Goodyear. Sounds good, Nick. Stay away from my son. Mike, too, <laughs> we'll do that. Mike Chernoff, <laughs> Indians GM, joining us from Tribe Fest here at the Cleveland Convention Center. A special edition of Tribe Talk. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhaus this weekend. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Tribe Catcher Roberto Perez. Keep it here. You are listening to Tribe Talk all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Outfield playing it straight up on Lorenzo Kane. Clevenger from the stretch. Here's his pitch. Swung on, line drive. Left center field, long run, Zimmer leaps. Did he make the catch? Oh, he did. Another highlight reel catch by Bradley Zimmer. The only way this game is still scoreless is because Zimmer played Superman again. Flying through the air to haul in that line drive off the bat of Lorenzo Cain. Unbelievable. Live at Tribe Fest, all along the Cleveland Indians radio network here at the Cleveland Convention Center. In a little bit, we'll be joined by Tribe catcher Roberto Perez. Now joining us is the normal host of this show, Tribe play-by-play man Jim Rosenhouse. Rosie, how we doing? Nick, thank you again for filling in. Oh. I was over on the stage there with, uh, let's see, we had Trevor Bauer, Danny Salazar, and Tyler Naquin. And what did we learn? We learned that, that Naquin... Does some good hunting in the winter time down over in Over on Texas. the main stage, right? Over on the main stage he, over there? He does not hunt on the main stage. He, uh, <laughs> yes, that was that's where we were. <laughs> but uh, what else did we learn? We learned the inside scoop on Bauer's 116.9 mile an hour pitch that he threw during training this this winter. That yeah. was interesting. I wonder if we'll see that in April. We might. <laughs> and he's going to have the same walk uh, come out to the mound song. Okay. Yeah, a little heavy metal there. Yeah, that, 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 that'll wake you up. Yeah. That'll, that'll, it was a little bit different than Josh Tomlin's walkout song. It was like two opposite songs. And we had uh, we had uh, Tito and Cherney. I know you just had Mike Chernoff on here, and uh, so we had that for the fans. And, and now what a view we have here of the baseball diamond. Yeah, Cody Allen uh, getting his arm ready against uh, some tough talent here yeah. against the, uh, the young kids and also participating in some early PFP. So I think Cody Allen's going to be ready to go. Well, yeah. 
It looks like his biggest challenge is how do you – I mean, I know he faces Jose Altuve, but these kids are half the size of Altuve. <laughs> That's out there, true. So it's, it's going to be a problem. That's a good point. Jim Rosenhaus, our guest here at TriFest. Uh, we've been saying this over and over again, Rosie, but I think it, it bears repeating. This event has become so neat for the fans to be able to come see the players up close, see their favorite broadcasters, see front office people, see Terry Francona. But I think for – you guys too and for the players and for manager terry francona i think it's neat for them it's almost a reinforcement for them to kind of see how much tri baseball means to this area means to these people hey, you know tito said a little while ago up on the stage uh yeah i just asked him uh, hey what where are you at in your off season here and then getting ready for spring training and then what do you do now the next couple of weeks and he said this not that he needs anything to, to get him going because he's he's fired up for spring training he's ready to go but he says it's just fun when everybody gets together and you see how the fans respond to the players. It gets you back into the, that feeling of baseball and what it means to this town. And especially, I mean, we're in a stretch right now where the Indians have had really good teams for the last five years. And that's a, a pretty long stretch. And, and they're looking for another big year this year. There's no reason to think otherwise i'm glad you said it because i think a lot of times we get so caught up in the the day-to-day grind okay this season and now who's going to be playing who and i think it's sometimes easy to get caught up in that stuff if you do take a step back for a second and look at this era of tribe baseball rosie we're, we're in the middle of something that's pretty darn special yeah it's funny nigga when when brantley and and kipnis and a couple of the other ones who were here during the the seasons where they were losing 90 games before tito got here uh, and the Indians on occasion would, would bring in someone, maybe maybe a, a Jersey retirement or the Indians Hall of Fame, someone from the 90s. You'd see, not naming names, but you know, guys sure. just be like, oh, man, the 90s. What about us? And, and I think it was Sandy Alomar who said, guys, you can, you can be thought of in that way if you play the game the way it is the way it's meant to be played or, or along those lines play it like we didn't maybe not like they did in the 90s but if you can have that kind of success you'll see they'll like you too and they'll love you we're starting to see that aren't we yes <laughs> yes so and i think they understand that now and it, it may it might have taken maybe it took last year's postseason run but i think they're seeing it now and the thing that we've heard from guys speaking of that that run last year in the postseason where it ended probably sooner than, than guys would have liked. It seems like, at least in talking to some of these players and talking with Terry Francona, this has been kind of a, a, a guiding force for them where they're looking to come back. I think Tito used the, the term vengeance, kind of coming back with some motivation of some unfinished business going into this year. Isn't it funny? Because you heard that last year, but but it was tempered by, all right, well, it, you know, just got to get one more out or one more inning or one more run that would have changed game seven. But so much of last offseason and on into spring training was, boy, how are we going to manage all those innings that pitchers threw in October and, and players who played so that extra month and you don't want to go too hard on them early and, and all that kind of stuff where you get the feeling this year, all right, there's unfinished business because of how last year ended, but let's go. Yeah. There's, there's no pacing, which they will. No, you're right. But it's just a different feel. Like that overriding theme last year is let's be real careful because of all – all they went through in October in the postseason, you don't want to overdo it early. There's always going to be new names. There's always going to be new faces for any big league club. That's the case with this team, but not as much as I think it's being looked at, Rosie. There are a lot of returning pieces to this ball club. The core of this team is still intact, and I think that's why 
we see expectations are so high internally and externally throughout baseball. And Botino and Cherney said it's okay to, to have a little bit of turnover. That keeps it fresh and keeps the message going. And, and then you wrap that around what is a good returning core of players who've been here a while now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jim, listen, we really appreciate you stopping by your own show, Tribe Talk. It's been fun. <laughs> Thank you for going in. Yeah, convention center. It. Listen, you've been a busy man today. We uh, we appreciate you stopping by. And I think coming up we'll be checking in with Roberto Perez and Greg Allen, both guys integral pieces last season and moving ahead to this upcoming season. And, uh, Rosie, we'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go nudge a six-year-old out of the way and see if I can take some cuts off of Cody Allen. Oh, boy. Good luck with that. All right. Good luck with that. Jim Rosenhouse, Indians play-by-play man, joining us here at Tribe Fest. We are at the Cleveland Convention Center, downtown Cleveland. It's just an awesome time here checking in with the who's who of Indians baseball players and staff and coaching staff. Uh, we talked with uh, Terry Francona, front office folks, just had a chance to catch up with Rosie. A lot of people excited for Tribe Baseball, and rightfully so. We'll continue along with Total Tribe coverage here all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. We'll be right back. Anybody who's been around me for five minutes knows how thrilled I am to be here with this city, this organization, and these people. I love it here. We want to win here so desperately bad that if, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, the, the sting of losing to the Yankees, in 28 days, I guarantee you, we're coming back with a vengeance. And we're going to get ready. into that one 10 to 2 Indians oh is this kid going to be something special thank you Jonathan Lucroy so the first major league homer for Greg Allen is a no doubt about a two run bomb to left and arguably the greatest trade in Cleveland Indians history the one that didn't go through thanks to the agent and Jonathan Lucroy We are live at Tribe Fest here at the Cleveland Convention Center. And, yes, we are joined by Tribe outfielder Greg Allen. And, Greg, what's going through your head when you're hearing Tom Hamilton go crazy on the radio there, your first big league home run? <laughs> you know what? Um, Hammy's awesome. Uh, having a chance to hear that, hear that playback again. Uh, you know, I think I just got goosebumps doing it all over again. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely a, a, fun, a fun moment for me to be a part of. But I think even hearing – um, his commentary makes it that much better. So, Hemi's the, the best. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That That is a moment I know you'll never forget. I mean, you'll know the place, the time, who you were, the pitcher you were facing. Does anything stick out about that day? I mean, do you remember the at-bat? Do you remember? I mean, can you take us through any of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it was a blowout. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a sizable lead. Um, and, you know, at that point, was able to kind of come into the game as a defensive replacement. Um, then was able to sneak in that bat or two in there. And, um, you know, really just not trying to do too much. Uh, again, this is probably only, you know, my fourth or fifth big league game. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I was still just kind of settling in. And 
um, you know, was able to get into a decent count and, you know, put a decent swing on the ball. So, um, you know, just really happy and fortunate for the moment. But it's definitely something that I'm going to take with me and be able to, be able to uh, you know, hold on and, you know, have as a memory forever. You know, it's amazing for me to, to sit and watch you throughout last season when you came up. I had the same kind of conversation. I know it's two different players, two different, totally different positions. But I was talking with Tyler Olson. It seemed like when he came up, he had such just a seamless transition. Same thing for you. It didn't seem like the game was too fast. It didn't seem like, you know, it was too big of a moment. You were able to kind of slow everything down. Can, can you speak to how you were able to do that? Yeah, you know, I think that's probably a process of, you know, just the everyday, you know, habits and routines that you build. Um, you know, our organization speaks a lot about building good routines and habits. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, obviously, you know, most guys spend a decent amount of time in the minor leagues before they were to make it to the major leagues and make their debut. Um, so, you know, the better that you are at, you know, being able to build that discipline, be able to build those habits, um, the easier the transition is, um, you know, when you do have a chance to make it to that point. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you're able to just kind of, you know, lean back and, you know, and rely on those things and, um, you know, just kind of let the game come to you. I always ask players this, besides maybe the, the little bit nicer hotel or, or, the, or the little bit bump in the meal money, play-wise, what's the biggest difference between AAA and the big leagues? Um, you know, I think overall, um, you know, things are just a little bit sharper. The game itself um, is just a little bit, you know, finer-tuned. Uh, most times the plays that are supposed to be made are made. Um, you know, you know, pitchers execute just a little bit better. Hitters are just a, a little bit better. So, um, you know, the whole function of the game, um, even at times, seems to speed up because things are just a little bit crisper. Um, but I think, you know, the guys are, that are able to be successful and able to do this and play at this level for a long time are the ones that are really able to slow, to slow things down, um, to really, you know, kind of focus on the fundamentals and do the things that they need to do and prepare every day to be in a good spot. You've been training already. I know out in Goodyear, getting ready to go. Um, we're less than a month away from spring training, but it seems like in talking to you and a lot of guys, you guys will be getting there earlier for preparation, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's getting to that point where, you know, spring training is only, um, you know, as far as the report date goes, only about a month away. So um, guys have obviously be putting, uh, have, have been putting in a whole offseason of work. But, um, you know, I, I imagine guys will probably start rolling in, um, you know, to our complex out there in Goodyear here in the next few weeks. And um, really, you know, with the goal and focus in mind of, you know, just, you know, making sure that they're, you know, getting ready to, um, perform over the course of a 162 game season. Seeing the fans here on a cold day in January, you, you were out on the West Coast and, and now you come here, it's cold, but you're seeing all these people excited for Tribe Baseball. What, what does that mean to you? It's been amazing. I'll tell you what, um, this is my first Tribe Fest um, and my first really fan fest of any sort. Um, but having the chance just to see, you know, the, the, the immense amount of support that the team has has been, you know, awesome. Um, having the chance to interact with the fans on a one-on-one -on -one basis and just just be able to see, you know, again, all the support and, you know, how they rally behind the team, it really means a lot. I mean, not only to myself, experience this for, 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 for the first time, but I'm sure the guys that have been around have been doing this for quite a while. So, um, you know, I don't think, you know, there's a way that we can thank them enough for all their support throughout the year. And um, having a few days to be able to kind of come down and give back and just be around them, I think is the least we can do. Being able to see some of your teammates, how cool is that been? You guys kind of come back, you have like a little mini camp training <laughs> session, and now you guys are all having some fun checking out the Cavs the other night. How, how cool has that been? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it too, obviously. So uh, the season ends and everybody kind of um, goes off and, you know, kind of goes back to the hometown or wherever they're living at. And 
Um, you know, you really there's not a you know you know a whole lot of interface or exchange in those offseason months sometimes. But having the chance to kind of come back and get everybody in the same circle again, um, it's fun just 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 to be able to see the guys and um, you know just kind of pick off uh, where everybody uh, left off at. Greg, for you. You made your big league debut this past season, saw a lot of big league time, had success at the big league level. So for a guy like you, is there a goal going into spring training? Is there something you've set your mind on that you'd be willing to share with us where you can kind of say, that's kind of my focus going into to, to spring camp with the big league club? No, I think at the heart of it, um, it's just trying to be the best player that I can be um, and just trying to find ways to help the team win uh, one way or another. Um, so again, you know, you just focus on day-to-day -day improvements and trying to work on the game every day, and kind of seeing where things uh, where things end up after that. A lot of people internally with the Indians, I know, are excited, but also externally, not only fans but national media, looking at the Indians as a team that is going to be very competitive, very successful in 2018. How nice is it to have a majority of the core of these guys coming back and having big expectations going into the season? I think it's great. Um, you know, and again, kind of building off the. Um, last year and even the year before that, um, you know, I think it's just continuing to, you know, gain experience and get better, get stronger. Um, and, you know, I think that, again, that core group that you talked about is, you know, a pretty significant group. So I think there's some special things that, um, you know, those guys are able to do. And there's a reason why I think the team has been so successful over the past few years. And, um, you know, again, to continue to try and build off that and kind of see where that takes us. But I think as a whole, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's high aspirations and um, high ambitions, you know, especially amongst the guys in the clubhouse, and uh, I think there's a lot to be said for that. All right, last thing for you, this will be the toughest question to answer. What has been the best part about today? Have you hit the, the field, the infield <laughs> yet? Have you hit the inflatables, taking pictures with fans? What, 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 oh, what has man. it been for you? Um, there's been so much, you know, <laughs> actually. Uh, I think the first event that we did, we were up on the stage, um, and we're doing a little game, Minute to Win It. Um, so, they had us, it, yeah, yeah. so they had us doing some little things and stacking cups and passing bats <laughs> around and um, just interacting with everybody. So I think all in all, you know, it's it's this is tough to beat again. Just, the, you know, the interaction that we're able to get with the fans. And um, like I said, you know, they see us on the field. But now to be able to kind of take us out of that setting and be able to interact with them is even better. So, Greg, listen, we wish you all the best. It was great uh, getting to know you last uh, last season. People are excited about what you got up in 2018 now. And uh We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you in Goodyear. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks All right. for having me. Greg Allen, Indians Outfield. Let's hear it for Greg Allen, who's joining us here up on the stage here on WTAM 1100. We'll take a quick timeout all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhouse today from Tribe Fest. We'll be right back all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Now the pitch. Swung on, hit pretty well to the gap in left center field, headed for the wall, and it hits on the railing above the wall, a two-run homer. Roberto Perez has put the Tribe on top, two to nothing. A line drive bullet off the railing above the 19-foot wall in left center. And the Indians are on the board and in the lead two to nothing on Perez's third home run. He now has 26 RBIs and the Indians bottom of the order has been magnificent for the third night in a row. We 
continue along, all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. We are uh, still here at Tribe Fest, the Cleveland Convention Center. Nick Camino in this weekend for Jim Rosenhouse. He's been a busy man. He's been up on the main stage. Been, we've been interacting with a lot of players and front office people, Tribe Skipper Terry Francona. Uh, a lot of people have stopped by, and it's just been such an awesome turnout here at the Cleveland Convention Center. Really uh, a great opportunity to not only come out and meet your favorite tribe players, just get you ready for baseball. I, I think that's the beauty of all of this. You're getting ready for spring training. You're getting ready for the 2018 baseball season. Expectations are high. And that common theme that we've heard throughout this event is, man, let, if we can, I know we get so day-to-day and we get so wrapped up in each season, but if we can step back a little bit and just realize this era of Indians baseball and how special this time has been, Back-to-back Central Division crowns, looking to make it three straight this upcoming season. And once you get into the playoffs, as we saw last year, unfortunately for the Tribe, as we saw, anything can happen. So uh, that's that's the ticket. Got to win the AL Central, get back to the postseason, and make sure you're playing your best baseball. Well, we've talked to so many different players and so many different guests today here at Tribe Fest at the Cleveland Convention Center. Earlier on our flagship station, we had a chance to catch up with Tribe skipper Terry Francona. I thought it was just really interesting to get his thoughts, not only on this on this event, but also the upcoming season, how last season wrapped up, and, and kind of how they'll use that as motivation moving into this upcoming season. Let's hear from Tribe Skipper Terry Francona. Nick Camino here with you. I went one-on-one with Tito. Uh, we'll bring you just a little bit of that conversation, then we'll wrap up this edition of Tribe Talk here from Tribe Fest. Here's my conversation with Tribe Skipper Terry Francona. Tito, I can't get over how big this place is. You've been to the last few of these at Progressive Field at those hotels. This place is monstrous. Yeah, I know. I I, <laughs> I didn't know this existed. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And the fact that it's filled up with people that are smiling is really, really cool, especially yeah. in the middle of January when it's not exactly baseball weather. It's a pretty phenomenal event. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's, it's great for the fans. They get excited. They're excited for spring training in the upcoming season. But for you guys... Does it hit home as to maybe how much this all means to to people of Northeast Ohio? You know, I was going to say, don't let it slip past that everybody here appreciates it. We know that this doesn't have to be like this. And when the fans show up and they show their appreciation, don't think that myself, the players, don't appreciate it. It's pretty cool. It's been a busy week for you. I know getting the guys here in town. Also, you were at the Sports Awards the other night. You did some media stuff yesterday, some season ticket holder events. For you, though, is it nice to kind of get back in the flow? Are you getting the itch for spring training, or are you not quite there yet? No, I'm there. Okay. I'm there. It, it took me a while this year. I needed to recharge, but I'm definitely there. And then when you get back and you see the players, that's what really does it for you. You start to reconnect with everybody, and you see they're in good shape. They're ready to go. And, you know, everybody's glass is half full, as it should be. It, it's an exciting time of year. You guys have real optimism, though. I know sometimes I've talked to managers over the you're years. Right. It's like, well, if this, this, and this go right. But I you're mean, right about you. that. We realistically, we should be feel like our glasses have full. We're a team that won 102 games last year. The last five years won more games than any American League team out there. We should be hopeful. That doesn't mean we don't have a ton of work to do and we're going to have challenges. But our glass should appear half full. When you have to start everything over again, going back to spring training, you're going to have to win a division. You're going to have those April-May games. Do you, for you, do you? Are you able to take it all in and say, "Wow, we got this whole thing in front of us"? Or do you, are you a more day-by-day guy? Well, um, very much a day-by-day because you know we know we know what our goals are. But to, you're going to have to play some games in April and May that aren't that glamorous. 
you know, that's going to be 42 degrees and, okay, who's able to kind of grind through it better to put yourself in a position when you get to October, you can play those games that you're the only game in town, but there's a way to get there. How have you found so many good guys? You know, I, I mean, good guys. I mean, like, nice character, high character you know guys. I mean, I've met some guys over the years, not maybe with the Indians, other clubs. It's like, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I think it's one of the things that really keeps me going because we do. We're, we're very fortunate here. It's an easy team to like. Whether you're a fan, whether you're a media person, whether you're a coach or a manager, they're an easy group to like. And, Respectful. It's and I'm telling you what, very much so. And don't think that for – I tell more people that in the offseason when I'm going places is they're such a nice group that it – and it doesn't mean we don't have our challenges. We do. But it's a good group, and I, I do. I like them. And they don't have to just win for me to like them. When we lose, we lose together. And I think they know that. And and we go through stuff together, but it's a good group to do it with. Carl Willis and I had to do a double take. I mean, he's been here before. How neat is it adding him back to the mix? I mean, he spent the last couple of years in Boston. But being now with this club again, how cool is that? You know, we, we, we lost a really important guy in Mickey. And we knew we were going to lose Mickey. When you have guys that are that good they're going to get jobs. That's inevitable. We didn't want to just put a Band-Aid on something. So we wanted to get the right guy. And what we did is we got, we went out and got Carl, ton of major league experience, experience with the Indians. And then we added Scott Atchison in the bullpen and Brian Sweeney, who by all accounts is kind of an up and coming star. So we got three guys to handle the pitching side, not just the pitching, but the advance work, the scouting work. And I think we're going to be just fine. Other than that, you know, your coaching staff and the players, the core, not much is changing. That has to be nice. There will be some new faces. But, but you know what? You're, you're right. And people, a couple of people have approached me and they're like, hey, we didn't do anything this winter. We haven't had to. We've had very little turnover. Our front office has signed the guys that were going to free agent, going to be free agents. Most of the guys, in fact, are probably here through 2020. So it's a really good thing. We have maybe three or four guys every year as opposed to if you go out to the rest of the league, it's usually about half the roster. You prefer not having many questions, right? I mean, going into oh, a spring training. The more that... you know, the better. Yeah. The more we know our guys, the easier it is to get our work done. It doesn't mean you back off. It just means you can do it in a better environment, in a quicker way, because they know what's expected, and I know what, what they can do, so it just makes it easier. Less than a month to go here until spring training. Uh, I know you're ready to go. Uh, you, what is the, the message you kind of want to send, maybe not to just fans, but to your ball club going into this You know, it, I spend a lot of time on that first meeting because as anybody that's been around me knows I don't have a lot of meetings, but the first one's important to me, so I spend a lot of time. One, the, the, the message never changes, or how we care, feel about the game never changes, but there are things you want to hit on. Maybe how the last year ended, how are we going to move forward, um, whether you won the last game of the year or you have a stinging loss like we did, how are we going to use that to our benefit? Because our goals for 18 are going to be lofty. Okay, now how are we going to get there? Yeah, those are all, I mean, just everybody's excited. You're getting people we should warmed be, up. And I am too. I'm excited. Um, I we, should, we should be excited. <laughs> I mean, I get excited because I want to see how good we can be. Some teams, realistically, if everything goes right, you know, they might be 500. We don't feel like that. Now, we got a lot of work to do, but the good news is the guys will do it. 
right, that is Tribe Skipper Terry Francona. Joined us a little bit earlier from Tribe Fest here at the Cleveland Convention Center. And listen, that's going to do it for us. But man, what a day here at Tribe Fest. I mean, it has just been so much fun to catch up with Tribe players and Tito and different front office folks and a lot of the fans who stopped by to say hello. And uh, we appreciate you listening all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Nick Camino signing off in for Jim Rosenhouse this week. We'll talk to you next week on a lot of these same radio stations. Have a great rest of your night, and stay safe out there all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.